Good morning, everybody. Good morning. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. And I hope you guys get a little something from the Lord this morning. Um, this morning, uh, today is Friday. The um, you looking for the date? Or the date, yeah. It's twenty eighth. Friday the twenty eighth. <laughs> I knew that. It was just. Uh, it's not that I don't know things. Um, it's just sometimes the wiring. Uh, say, I was, so the wiring gets crossed, but that's not true. The wiring doesn't get crossed. It just gets cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes the information's there, but it doesn't seem to be accessible. So today is, yes, Friday the 28th of April. Oh, my word. I know. That's only 30 days in April. May 1st is two days away. That's ridiculous. Um, that's, that's crazy. Um, why does time go faster when you get older? It's true, though. It certainly I think does. it's a subconscious, oh, let's just get this over with. Maybe part head. of it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Because don't know. It's, it's happened ever since, like I said before, ever since um, my kids were in school or I got it was, I was in high school or something. Yeah. It just started to just like snowball, especially at the end of the year, September. And school started when I had kids in school. It just absolutely snowballed to the end of the year. Amazing. Yeah. So the other yes. wonderful thing for today is that we're supposed to have like 86 degrees, whatever it is. It's like, ah! Well, I, I think I'd be happier with 70s. but I know. Like, I like it warmer I'm than him. Yeah. I like it much warmer. Just having... But the beautiful full day sunshine, of sunshine. Oh, and the birds singing and the air is crisp. and That's so wonderful. Yeah. Um, so an update on us, we are uh, just about ready for our first big show of the year. Uh, so we'll be doing a show in Silverton next weekend. We're very excited about it. We will be there Friday evening, all day Saturday and all day Sunday. So if you are local and you want to go do a little bit of uh, shopping, last minute shopping for, for Mom's Day, because yeah. that's going to be happening the following Sunday, just uh -huh. like that. And um, so if you want to do that, come up and see us. If you are, we do have, we do have all of our products on sale on the website with a 15% off. And this is not an advertisement, but 15% off if you want to go to our website. Until Mother's Day. Until Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, at this point, we can't necessarily guarantee that it will get there by Mother's Day because it's not up to us once we hand it off to the shipping companies. And we usually use UPS, which UPS is very good about getting it there very quickly. Unless, uh, of course, you're local, then we will deliver. Yeah, we'll hand deliver anything local. So. Um, so this morning's Bible study tip. Tip number, what are we on? Number Maybe nine. Nine. I guess it would help if I opened up the thing that tells me all that stuff. <clears throat> yes, number yes, number nine is where we are. And um, Bible study number nine is to um let's see, we talked about concordance, so that we did we we talked about that already, didn't we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <coughs> to use some kind of a guide. And we talked about um, 
studying with others or getting in, into like a study group. So I think one of the things that will help uh, that would help you in your Bible study, um, and and this is just this is such a, I I do this from time to time. I don't do it all the time. Uh, but is to access like a daily word or a daily scripture, a daily verse. Oh, something. yeah, yeah. There's lots of places you there's, can get those. Yeah, there's a ton of them. They'll email them to you. They'll text them to you. There's all kinds of all kinds of options. You can get them from so your I, Bible app. You can get them from yeah, our Bible yeah. app, the one that we use all the time, uh, all of uh, has, all of Tree has. Yeah. One. So uh, get your get your daily Bible verse in. But when you read it, don't just read it. Oh, okay, that's cool, and then go on with exactly. life. Exactly. Take a few minutes to mm -hmm. find out. You know what is that? What is that saying to me? How does that apply to me? Understand that the Bible calls itself the living word, and one of the easiest way to describe what describe what that means is that it has a tendency, even though the word's static, it's it's it doesn't change. It has a, a tendency to have different spiritual meanings to us as individuals. So you might read a verse one day, and then um, a month later you read it again. That might him impact you in a completely different way. So, <clears throat> yeah, and what so I get your your daily verse. What I've taken to do with those daily verses is yes, I'll open it up and I'll read it, but then I'll go into the Bible and find that passage, and then kind of read around it or the section it's from, or maybe even the yeah, whole get chapter. Get it in context. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, today we are in Mark. Uh, Fourteen. Just a second here. We read. It's still the same. Oh um, yeah. I had myself. I got my act together one time and and forgot what to do with it once I got it together. So. All right. So um, we're going to be reading Mark chapter fourteen. And we're going to pick up at verse fourteen. Twelve. So. We asked your grace this morning, <laughs> as both of us are dealing with our first cold of the season. I have been for, <clears throat> excuse me, I have been for a few days now, and now he's picked it up, which I guess it's, is kind of how it works. You share everything with your spouse, right? I think what mm -hmm. I, aggravates me the most is it's, here it is, it's, mm -hmm. it's spring, and, and no, it's not, <clears throat> it's not allergies. No, you put it this mm -hmm. spring, and it's like, oh, it's sudden. I got a cold. How did that happen? I know. It's, it, people say, oh, it's spring, it's cold season, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And neither one of us really deal with allergies like pollen and, and grass and all that outdoor stuff. Yeah, which, I, don't, I don't have allergies. No, I don't either. I think there's only three others that I even know in this whole planet that don't have some kind of allergies. <laughs> mm. Well, it's a very interesting thing. Years ago, I took a, um, um, a supplement called HAS, H-A-S, and it stood for hay fever, allergy, and sinuses, and or something along those lines. Anyway, I took it in large doses, and it, and it not only did it stop my, um, my hay fever, which I had a really severe hay fever. Uh, I mean, I would run temperatures, and it would just be exhausted. Yeah. It was terrible. Anyway, I took this stuff and it worked. Not only did it work really well, it has absolutely no side effects whatsoever. Not only did it work really well, but after I took it a second season, because you take it like build up a dose, uh, build it up in your system over a period of a few weeks and you're done for the season. You don't have to keep taking it. Uh, all 100% natural. Everything on the ingredients, excuse me, everything on the ingredients list was like, oh, I know what that is, I know what that is. And then I took it the second season 
and never had allergies again. Mm -hmm. Completely wiped out my hay fever, built all that immunity up in my system didn't, so that my system knew what all these things were and didn't no longer had to uh, fight them. Well, you can't buy that anymore. Just as of this last season, because yeah. you recommended it to two or three other people, and they bought it, and they had the same yep. luck yep. Um, with it, because, and then, um, now, then I'm this not, time. I'm not a conspiratist, <coughs> but I'm <laughs> telling you. I think you're 12, right. 13, good morning, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. You, good, good morning. to see your name up there. Um, but I am telling you, 100% natural, that solves the problem long-term. Think about this. Yeah. This is, this is a pharmaceutical company's nightmare. Mm-hmm. 100% natural, no side effects. Works the cures, first time. Cures the problem, not just, effect, not just treats it, but cures the problem long-term. You know how much money allergy companies are losing we're talking if that got out if the world really knew that there was a cure through things such as local pollen and honey and all these other things that were all natural if they if word got out of that that would shut these allergy companies down okay. can't have that but I'm, not, huh? I'm not i'm not a conspiratist i don't Get it, but I'll well, tell you it what. It was on the market for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, and I just and just yesterday because of my my this cold, I decided to do some research on it, and it doesn't exist anymore. You can't find it. The company that made it is called um, Nature's Made. Nature's Way. Nature's Way. Nature's so Way. Three, yeah. Which they have a, a huge, yeah. huge um, um, product base, but. That was, they made that, has, and it's gone. Now, the funny thing was, is, is a couple of months back, I was looking, and um, I could find it everywhere, mm. except it was out of stock <laughs> everywhere I went. Oh. I found probably seven or eight sources of it. Um, it was all uh, Nature's Way product, but I found about seven or eight sources of it. But every single one of them was out of stock. Well, now it, it's not even on the the list. Interesting. And right now, this time of year would be the one time of year. When, good morning, Mine, Kevin. Kevin. Would be the one time of year that's selling the most as people prepare for hay fever and allergy mm -hmm. season. Yeah. But again, I'm not a conspiratist, but I will tell you that it does make sense that if uh, a company makes their bread and butter off of uh, allergy medication, which in my experience, allergy medication, typical allergy medication, such as Benadryl and so on, has all sorts of side effects. Uh, in fact, when I drove truck, it was illegal for me to take Benadryl. Yeah, no uh, doubt. It was illegal for me to take Benadryl because it would, it would cause you... Uh, uh, issues with your vision and your your mind and stuff. Allergic to authors, <laughs> goofball. <laughs> you better treat that, brother. <laughs> you don't treat that, you're in trouble because you live in a bookstore about ninety percent of your time. Oh my goodness. Anyway, um, so yeah, so there's I don't know. It's that thing. Yeah. All right, so um, 
as we said, we are in Mark chapter 14, verse 12. And uh, let's see, what have we come up with? We, we have just come off of Judas's agreeance. Is that a word? Yeah, I believe it really is. Agreement? That's no, a better word. That's a better word, too. Judas's agreement with the um, Pharisees to betray Jesus. Conveniently. Conveniently. <laughs> Where did you read that? Right there. Oh. So he <laughs> sought how he might conveniently betray Jesus mm -hmm. or betray him, which is the last part of verse 11. So let's pray over the word, and we'll pick up from there. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for your word. We pray this morning that you would bless it in new ways, that we would hear new things, as you would guide us and keep us and direct our paths. Holy Spirit, we invite you to do all the teaching and all the direction this morning. We give you place uh, to open the scriptures to us that we will see for all those who are watching and for Nancy and I as well. Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, verse 12. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? And he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room in which I may eat Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and repaired. There make ready for us. So his disciples went out and came into the city and found it just as he had said to them. And they prepared the Passover. In the evening he came with twelve. Now as they sat and ate, Jesus said, Assuredly I say to you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. I want to stop right there. One of the interesting things that that must have been kind of <coughs> crazy um, hanging out with Jesus yeah, was yeah. when he knew things. <laughs> yeah. Not like, um, you know, okay, I know how much price, you know, how much the gas is going to cost this week, or um, I know, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl. But not things that were predictable, but things that were like completely out of the blue. Well, that was very specific. It was like three parts. You yeah, find the man, and you have a picture, and you follow him to a room. And, you know, so it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you come around the corner there into the edge of the city, and there's a hundred people in every direction, but only one of them is carrying a picture. It's like, <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. So the disciples are sent off, and we don't know which ones from from this passage. It's this this is duplicated in all four gospels, but we don't know which one which disciples we're talking about here in this passage. But they, um, the, the gathering of this group of people is is amazing. Um, Jesus and his twelve disciples, and you know, if you've watched the the show Chosen, you'll see that. Uh, Quite, there's quite a few women that were part of it, and it's quite possible that was the case. Um, that you know, I mean, obviously the the show, the chosen, is not canonical, but it is it is based upon um, some of the understandings of, yeah. of the person of Christ, because um, he was he was very um, pro woman. Is yeah. that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Um, he broke every. Um, woman rule 
when he began a conversation with the woman at the well. Yeah, and she knew it too. I love that. I love that passage. Mm -hmm. It's such an amazing story, the way he treated her. Anyway, so he sends off his 12 disciples, or his two disciples out of the 12, and says, go into the city, and a man will meet you, carrying a pitcher of water, follow him. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, uh, the teacher says, where is the guest room? in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples. And then he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared and there make ready for us. So do you suppose that when they got to the room, that here it says, they are to say to that person, the teacher says, where in the guest room may I eat the Passover with my disciples? So I put it in the first person in Christ's yeah, voice. You think me. they actually asked it that way? Um, it's an interesting thing, but I, 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 I don't know, but I, I do, I do look at this and, uh, one of the parallels to scripture is understanding that much of the physical occurrences that happen in scripture have parallels in the spiritual. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, okay, where's the, where's the spiritual, um, parallel here? Now, we don't know exactly how this is described taking the time to look it up, which I don't want to do, but uh, we don't know exactly how this is described in the other Gospels. Mm -hmm. But you think about this. He sends out two of them with a message. Can you imagine the conversation? Now, remember, they had been with Jesus now for about three years, uh, a little over three years. And so there was some understanding that when Jesus gives a a prophetic utterance, which is, is exactly what this was, that there's some foundation behind it that it's going to turn out in a way that we so so imagine this Jesus is telling you he's telling you I want you to go do this and then this will happen and then do this and then when this happens do this and then he finishes off by say there he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared there make ready for us and you know that's that's that that last line is the one that jumps out at me there make ready for us the entire step forward of these two disciples is is a, a level of faith now it doesn't say anything about them being hesitant you know they no then they say well what if there is no guy with a picture? Yeah, how do we or know? What about this? What if there's or three what guys that? with pictures? Yeah. So the lesson, the lesson that we're being taught here, is Jesus is commanding his disciples, and they are being obedient in faith, knowing who he is and their experience with him. One of the reasons why mature Christians, um, st- I should say. One of the reasons why Christians who have known God for a lot of years but have never matured, one of the reasons they don't mature and one of the reasons that they don't um, reflect the time that they've been saved is because when um, they're given something and God is saying, I want you to do this, they look at all the ramifications of that, such as, well, what if there's... You know, a bunch of people with pictures. Or, or what if the room isn't ready? Or what if there is no upper room? What if, what about this or what about that? 
when we when we concern ourselves too much with the physical logistics of our assignment, we often struggle with the spiritual ramifications of it. So in other words, one of the great things that God loves to do is to create activity in the natural that has physical ramifications mm -hmm. or uh, spiritual ramifications. Mm -hmm. So something happens in the physical <coughs> such as Christ dying on a cross. Christ really actually physically died on a cross. It's not just a spiritual thing. Right. But it has the spiritual ramifications of salvation. And so many times we, we look at the story and we say, okay, that's you know, it's just a narrative. But if you look harder and look deeper into it, you see that there's a spiritual lesson there. Is that my girl? It looks like Mercedes. Mm -hmm. There's many times there's a spiritual Good morning. Good morning, sweetheart. There's a spiritual meaning behind physical action. So Jesus has given these guys an assignment to go off and find a place for them to have to hold Passover celebration together. And it's all miraculous because the the whole, you know, he's given them the whole thing. Okay. And I could just say, like, these two are coming in and they see the guy with the picture. Is that him? Yeah. That's yeah. Him. I think that's him. Let's go talk to him. Yeah. You know, and the other ones, one's reminded, oh, yeah, we're supposed to do this and we're supposed to do that and all this kind of stuff. And then boom, we have this. So many times, the, I, I, I believe that many times the reason we are struggling in our own lives is because of the choices we make when we're given an assignment. Jesus speaks to our heart and says, go pray for that guy. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up, I, <laughs> I have failed many times when I knew that God was telling me to do something. So I'm not saying this is me and you need to figure it out. I'm just saying that many times we struggle because the actions that are laid out are given to us in our heart from the Holy Spirit, we refuse to do. The number one step, the step that can't be dodged in our growth is obedience. You can't get around obedience. If you're not regularly an obedient servant, you will not mature. You will not grow. When the Lord says, read my word, study my word, and pray, and you don't, you're, you're going to lose that next level of maturity that you should be going to. It's, it's, I mean, he's the God of second chances and he's super patient with us. But there is a reality where we have to come to that point where we say, okay, this is what God's saying to do. I need to step into that. Mm -hmm. One of the hallmarks of who Christ was, was he did as his father showed him to do. Whatever God did, Jesus did. Whatever God was doing, Jesus was doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, as, you, as you study the word and you come to know all these other amazing individuals that um, learn to walk the same way. Excuse <coughs> me. That learn to walk the same way. You will see their amazing maturity in Christ. Not success in the world. Many were. Many, many had success in the world. But that was not their point. Their point was to do whatever Christ said to do. Whatever whatever God commanded, 
they did. And as Jesus is commanding these guys, and this seems like a simple little story. Okay, go do this, and this will happen, and this will happen, this will happen. And they spent three years with him, so they kind of have an idea that he has insight that doesn't always make sense. He sends them out. They're obedient, and something miraculous happens. Mm -hmm. A process. And it's not just one miracle. First, it's the guy uh, with the pitcher. And then it's the guy that owns the house and that upper room. And then he gets an upper room that's fully furnished and prepared. And so he lays out a series of miracles that leads them to a place where their maturity prepares, gives them um, the ability to prepare for the others. Many times we're, we're looking to be able to serve the church but not walk in obedience first. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good question or statement because it says the room was prepared, which to me that tells me that it was clean and that maybe had um, table settings or whatever they did back then. But yet they were instructed to make ready. So is that a spiritual meaning to like pray over the room or to, you know? Well, there's a... Um couple of things that we would um, we would have to study deeper to get what it means yeah, yeah. to have a room that's already furnished and prepared. Right, yeah. So prepared, furnished means you know, that it has table and chairs and, and, and the necessary thing means uh, along those lines. Uh, prepared doesn't necessarily mean what we might think because this, this was a, uh, a setup for the Passover, which would include certain meals and ceremonies and so on. Mm -hmm. So the room might have been a, a rental type room, you know, where you go yeah. into a building that, that has a room where you can rent for certain things. Yeah. It might have been something along that line. We don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. Either way, it was instructions that Jesus was giving. And with the culture as it was, you might find um, variables within that understanding. So, yeah. so the culture would require certain things and so on that, that would already be in place or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a room that was often used for Passover. Whatever it was, Jesus had sent them to these specific steps to follow that along. And it's, it's funny because, you know, I don't imagine that they had necessarily had addresses like we would see today. And so instead of sending them straight to the building, he sends them to the guy that's got the the picture and, and says, well, follow him and he'll take you to it. And it's like, oh, well, okay. So, so there are, but essentially what we're looking at is we're looking at a series of steps that prepares them for, uh, to be able to take the Passover meal and, and uh, celebrate together. But they're all miraculous. Sometimes the miraculous is the foundation of what God is doing. Yeah. So, all right. So the next time we are in Mark, we will pick up with verse 16 and go from there. Yeah. Good. Very good. Let me just get my. My ducks in a row here, as it were. Okay, then what that one. We have the uh, awesome privilege to be at uh, a prophetic conference this weekend. We're super looking forward to 
uh, with Ty and Deneen Butler, 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 Butler. Um, who are pastors from the from the Portland area, and um, this is something I've been looking forward to for quite a while. Oh yeah, no kidding. Huh? What have you been working on? Yeah, Mercedes is always, she's so artistic. She's always yeah. I'm sure it's a it's an amazing new picture she's working on. Anyway, so we will be uh, there tonight, and then there's two more sessions tomorrow. We're looking forward to getting some amazing stuff from this. Yes, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, today is Friday. On Friday, we always pray for our medical community, so we're going to do that here in just a second. If you have a prayer request, yes, doctor's purpose. I would that, yeah, medical, medical. Oh, how appropriate is that? <laughs> anyway, so, um, okay, sweetie, I love you. Bye. Okay, bye bye. Um, so yeah, um, uh, where was I at? Just oh, Friday, we're gonna pray for medical. Prayer. Yeah, we're gonna pray over our medical community, and I, I, I ask you guys to join us. If you have a doctor or a nurse in the family, or you have a doctor or a nurse that you see, um, you know, for, the, for health reasons, um, join in. Bring their name up. Yeah. It's good to bring up their name. So, yeah. so we, we pray for, when we're in here, we pray for like a, a wide spectrum so we don't get as specific. But if you're praying for your community, get specific in the names. Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for the word this morning. I pray your hand on it and that you will use it and touch lives with it, Father. We lift up our medical community to you this morning. We pray your blessings over them, Father. These people are, are members of our community that have dedicated their lives to helping others. We pray for the doctors and nurses. Pray for the therapists and the, um, those that work in different capacities throughout the hospital. Pray blessings over the uh, over the volunteers, over the groundskeepers, the EVS units, and uh, security, and so on. Lord, thank you for the pharmacists and the uh, veterinarians and the uh, medical uh, transport and delivery and product uh, companies. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dentists and eye care specialists. Lord Jesus, we are so blessed with such a large group of people who dedicate their lives to save others and help others, Lord. We pray for a blessing over our medical communities across our nation, Lord Jesus. Not just a blessing in their finances and in their welfare, Lord Jesus, but a blessing of your presence in their midst. Father, send revival to our hospitals and doctor's offices and pharmacies and so on. Send your revival heart there, Lord Jesus. Break loose amongst the people in these different places, Lord. We bless you. We thank you, Father, for those who make our lives better. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. I know it's a little short this morning, but man, I'm telling you what, my head is just, as I'm trying to, I hate having a cold. It's like the worst. And I am praying, God, 
Anyway, so bless you guys. We love you. Have a wonderful weekend. Be in God's house this weekend if you possibly can at all. And um, get with your brothers and sisters and, and worship and uh, get some teaching and leading and guidance. Bless you guys. We will see you Monday morning where we, we will be back in Colossians. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us this morning. We hope you guys got something from the Word and our study together. And if you have any questions, whether it's about the Bible study or any questions about Scripture or any of those kind of, I'm not really sure, type of questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. And if we don't have the answer, we will find the answer for you. You can get a hold of us either directly through the Facebook connection on Messenger, or you can reach out to us through email which is Bible Study Life at yahoo.com. That's Bible Study Life, all one word, at yahoo.com. And we'll get back to you as fast as we can. Thank you and God bless you. Have a beautiful, amazing, wonderful day.